Welcome to the Shelf Shedding Movie Show. I'm your host, Jason Dubray, and this is part two of the third annual If We Shed the Nominees. We're with my guest, Kurt Fitzpatrick, and we're we're talking about three more Oscar categories. It's been a few weeks since we recorded the first part uh, where we took care of uh, Best uh, Supporting Actress, Best Actress, and Best Actor. And in this episode, we're going to look at Best Supporting Actor, Best Director, and Best Picture. We're going to state our our choices of who we would pick uh, to win, and then we're going to assign our points. It should be interesting. It's I think best picture in particular is a tough category, um, and with ten nominees, there's a hundred points that we each have to distribute among the nominees. So uh, it's a it's a big task, and I just want to start off saying to Kurt, thank you so much for taking us on again this year. It's a lot of movie watching, um, especially in the last few weeks as the award shows have ramped up. So uh, for coming back yeah. on. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, Siskel and Ebert had to watch a lot of movies. And as I, I've said before, we are we are taking over for them for the mm-hmm. pick the Oscars. And um, but we, we shred the Oscars. And yeah, though, these movies, movies are too long. <laughs> Take advice from the long, the long Causeway. <laughs> Causeway, I think, was the only movie that didn't run to at least two hours. It was, it was, it was kind of jarring. It was like, geez, that's oh, <laughs> it was it was an hour and a half. Comparison. It was ninety-seven minutes or something. It's yeah, that could be a short film. Yeah, yeah. In, in comparison to yeah, three and a half hour Avatar and some of the other ones, oh, yeah. a lot of them in the best picture category. Yeah, it seemed like for a while the movies were short. They were they were very short. I mean, my my choice last year. For best picture, Belfast was only ninety some minutes long. Uh, it felt nice. like big ideas in a short period of time, but suddenly this year, the the epic movie came back, and uh, we'll we'll see we'll see if that continues into this year. So, uh, are you ready to jump into best supporting actor? Yes. All right. So the nominees for best supporting actor are Brendan Gleeson, The Banshees of Inisherin. But you didn't say anything to me. You didn't do anything to me. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like. I just don't like you no more. You do like me. I don't. You liked me yesterday. Oh, did I? Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. He was in the passenger seat. Kept saying he wanted to sit next to me in the front seat, so he just said no. That he was too small and that he needed to be in the child seat. And I said, yeah. I said yes. I thought I was supposed to see us to shit like that. Give him what he asked for. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. You see, what she got in her heart is what you got, what I got. Heart. Like me, like you, I think. We're junkies. And art is our drug. Family, we love. But art, we're my sugar for art. You think I wanted to leave my sisters, my mama, and my papa and go stick my stupid head in the mouth of lions? Putting your head in a lion's mouth is art? (laughs) 
No, sticking your head at the mouths of lions versus balls. Making sure the lion don't eat my head. That is art. Barry Keegan, the Banshees of Inish Sharon. You're still bad, Dominic. Out! He said bad until April. But what do we know? April. Well, put that stick outside anyways, and don't be bothering the women. There's women. There is women. And good ones. Ki Kwai Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. The only thing I do know is that we have to be kind. Please be kind, especially when we don't know what's going on. Maybe if, I think I think I went to you first with the uh, on the last show, so I'll I'll start off, and it gives you an extra moment to think too. If in some of these you're still wrestling, no, with you, with I, I know who my winner is here. You know who your winner is? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off, but what was kind of fun was the guessing game that we started. <laughs> so, who do you think my pick is? I think your pick is hmm. Well, it might be Brian Tyree Henry, but uh, would that be it? I think I'm going to go with that because you spoke highly of him. I, I did, and it, it, this made it a tough choice. But but I know you uh, love the I am going with Banshees. The, yeah, I'm going with uh, Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Inisherin. Um, that was my other guess. Yeah, yeah I'll say that and, now. And I, I I know you would have been thinking that as as the other choice there. I might debate, and this has happened in the history of the Oscars that this is a leading performance. He's a co-lead with Colin Farrell. I'm not sure. If it's supporting, he was put in the supporting actor category. Maybe so he, you know, he and Colin Farrell wouldn't split their vote like maybe happened within Bruges uh, some years ago. Um, but it's it's a very weird, dark, affected performance. Uh, he's a great musician. We get to see some of his talent there. And it is a, a picture-perfect example of uh depression but it's done in such a through this great screenplay in such a, a unique lens where you know you you have characters who will say something but you don't take them seriously and this guy is absolutely certain about what he's doing and he's committed to what he has said he's going to do but there are these traces and these moments where you you realize at points he's he's regretted this decision to break off this friendship with uh with colin farrell but he's wrestling with his importance and his chance to become this great artist and to be remembered because he's starting to see that he's in the, the last third or so of his life. So it, it is a, it's a fascinating performance from a great actor who, you know, people have loved him for years, but he hasn't really gotten as much attention. People have wanted to give him attention, but he hasn't had as much attention. Um, and I, I think this is, the most I've enjoyed his work. Yeah, he's always been solid, but I really liked him in this film. Um, and, as I, you know, I am a fan of the film as well. But it was a very close... All five of these guys, they're all they're all solid. I will mention a couple other um, I would have considered nominating at the end of the year, but I don't think there's, a, there's an argument made, to be made for all five of these guys, for sure. Uh, but Brian Tyree Henry was very close, and it was just it was a tough choice between the two, and maybe the amount of screen time and the the character arc for Brendan Gleeson was a little bit more more pronounced, uh, and than than it was for Brian Tyree Henry, 
even though the impact of his performance in, in Causeway, I mean, he really does make that film, a small film, something special, I think. Um, so uh, it, it was kind of between those guys, but I, 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 I totally understand if, uh, if your vote lies somewhere else, but who would you vote for? Sure. Well, I could uh, talk my way through these. Uh, Ryan Tyree Henry. So yes, I just I mentioned Causeway. Causeway was the last movie I watched of all the Oscar nominees. And he, he was so good in this movie that I thought that he was just some man they found on the sidewalk in New Orleans without a leg, and they just put him in the movie. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's how convincing he was. Yeah. But he actually has he has like a Tony nomination or award mm-hmm. and Emmy nomination. He was in Atlanta. I never I never watched Atlanta. Um, he's been in a whole bunch of stuff, so he's he's a real actor. Yeah, he was in uh, Widows a few years ago with Viola Davis and. Um, I see that. He was yeah. Bullet train with uh, with uh, Brad Pitt in, okay. in last summer as well. So it was very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost he, disappointing when I like I looked him up afterwards and I see him kind of wearing like you know wearing different clothes or some fancy hat. I was like, hey, hey, no, no, you're that you're that auto mechanic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, he was as I said, he was great, and I didn't have so I didn't have any baggage with him coming in. So he was. So that, but so yeah, he was great. My pick is, uh, I should be saying his name right, Kihoi Kwan. That's Kihoi Kwan. That's who I would have. That's the favorite. That's the favorite. But listen, oh, you would, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you you would, yeah, I should have given you the opportunity to see who I would pick. Yeah. But no, I I melt like a popsicle (laughs) on a summer's day. Whenever I see him, he's, he's great in the movie, but a lot of it, you know, a lot of the reason why he's winning awards is because his whole backstory is like, yeah. you know, it's such a sweet thing and he's so humble and just so grateful. And, um, you know, not everybody has that. Not, not everybody gets that opportunity that, that he's had, but I've been inspired by it since I first saw the movie, which is probably about a year ago. Um, so yes, he is my pick. And I think that, uh, the other actors were, were good as well. I, I'm not too keen on Judd Hirsch. Um, I had a little bit under a little difficulty understanding him. Um, I wasn't. I can tell you right now, I'm not keen on that movie. So I I, 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 I sense that from our last yeah uh, yeah our last episode. So, so Judd yeah. Hirsch gets a low score, and everybody else is is up there pretty high. Yeah, yeah, that's where um, I'm at with it. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And I, I think if it's based on the story and just watching uh, Kikwa Ki Kwan um, accept awards, and I, I just love his speeches, and he, he always, I don't know why he still seems surprised, because I think he's just, you know, I, I, I think it's the surest bet for the Academy Awards, um, really. Yeah. I mean, this was a, I, we predicted who would win it would be that that's easily who i would predict I, it's it's funny though i mean I, I i heard about the story beforehand i saw the film and i was probably most impressed with his physicality and uh the action stuff that he does and he's kind of a sweet character and he is asked to tough, do some tough things i think i was i was pretty pretty hard on on jamie lee curtis and uh um the the Stephanie Chu in our, our last episode there. 
but I, he, he has a real arc there and you can you know, see him as this kind of nerdy husband, but then he switches gears and suddenly he's like this superhero multiverse guy and he plays all of those notes well. And on the second viewing of the film, I kind of started to see where you could make the argument for him winning. Cause I thought other than uh, there's these stories that come every year and that you win an Academy award because of your, your backstory as an actor. And I'm not always sure that that's the right reason to win an Academy award. Um, right. But he, he delivers this, this monologue, which again, because of the hyperkinetic editing of the film and, and everything and the, I might argue, over-direction. Um, I think it got lost the first time I watched it, but it's it's when he's playing um, the in the other universe where uh, they went their separate ways and they're meeting at that movie premiere. And yeah. there's that conversation. He has this uh, really, really touching monologue there that, that extends for a while, and that is beautifully delivered. Again, it, it, it reminds me of another guy who won an Academy Award uh, for a film that I thought was kind of a performance that I thought was ruined by overdirection, Russell Crowe in Gladiator, uh, where all the moments where this could be uh, justification for an Oscar gets cut away by the director. It's almost like I feel like the, the director and the editors, and they had reasons they had to do this because of what they were balancing, but... Um, we're cutting away from what I thought was uh, the potential for a great performance. So he's, he's kind of number three for me in this list of, of five. Um, and I, I, you cannot, you'd have to have no heart at all to, to not be kind of happy for this guy and cheering for this guy. And I'm curious what happens next with him. Um, You know, I mean, he's, he's so excited to, he's, he's, he's hanging around with, He's getting pictures with Austin Butler, who had a breakout year, and like, the the legendary pictures of him with everybody that yeah. he he encounters at these award shows is 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 really really well, kind of touching. So, what I heard is he's working with the Daniels again on their next movie. They're the not directors, and uh, and he's working on a I believe he's on a TV series with Michelle Yeoh. Well, oh, so they're they're so all they're working together. Yeah. Some more. Yeah, I would say that Barry Co. What's his name? Coglum. My name yeah. writing's bad. He has an interesting backstory as well. Yeah, but it hasn't gotten. It hasn't gotten. I, I don't. No. It's something. It hasn't gotten as much praise. Like if if that kind of got out there and that kind of made the rounds, he's not. Probably not as charismatic as I've actually. I never saw him interviewed or anything. I, but I'm assuming. I don't think he's that political. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not out there doing a ton of interviews. I think he. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm not sure he's somebody, his background that he wants to, you know, exploit. I mean, I'm sure it's very yeah. painful. Uh, what was it? He was like, a, he was a foster child or something? Yeah, like and I think, you know, yeah. had suffered all kinds of abuse and stuff in his life. And, you uh, know, yeah, it's maybe he want a miracle he's, he's here. Um, the BAFTA Awards gave him Best Supporting Actor. And so he, he's been given some acknowledgement okay. um, along this award season. I'm not sure how much the BAFTAs are going to... Uh, impact the Academy Awards. Um, and the more I think of that performance, the more it gets to me. And certainly um, his scene with Kerry Condon um, at that key moment uh, uh, late in the film, there is just one of the most heartbreaking, touching scenes. I, I keep going on and on about this uh, in 
my discussions of the Banshees of Inisherin. But yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I suppose if you, if you had a traditional Hollywood publicist, they would be getting that story out to every Academy member and, oh, look at where he's come from too. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I, I think, you know, I this is a year where there's been some criticism, particularly in the, the female acting category, um, in the lead acting category about um, diversity yet again. Uh, but this has been a record year for Asian actors, and it's going to be possibly a really big night for uh, for Asian cinema um, through this film. I I sometimes wonder why it has to be like a few years ago. There's a movie I was a bit mixed on, Crazy Rich Asians, which became a very big, successful movie. And, and I kept thinking about way back in 1993, a movie called The Joy Luck Club, which was so beautifully acted, but it was a down-to-earth story, you know? And and why we can't have a kind of a, you know, a down-to-earth sort of something like a, a, a Korean family, Minari, a few years ago. Why a movie like that? I mean, it got a Best Supporting Actress Award. But why why can't that be the big breakthrough um, film? Why does it have to have multiverses and and, and, and different gimmicks or be kind of a a heightened over the top romantic comedy kind of formulaic film to be? You know, this one isn't formulaic at least. But um, why that has to be the big breakout through? But I, it's a, you know again it's I'm a, always been I'm kind of a this is a very good film. And I would love to love it as much as everybody else, but uh, I think he is actually one of the best parts of everything, everywhere, all at once. And so I'm not going to be sad if, and I'm pretty much prepared for him to win for sure. But yeah, I, I again, I have to go with the individual performance that I I went with the most, and and maybe it's unfair to Brendan Gleeson in a pretty much in this category, even though it's a lead performance. Reminds me of a few years a few years ago, Viola Davis. Um, one for basically a leading performance in Fences. Um, she won a Tony Award as lead actress for the same production with Denzel Washington, but then she was put in supporting actress, um, right. so she could finally win an Oscar, I guess. Uh, I remember years ago, uh, Gina Davis won for best supporting actress for the Accidental Tourist. Yeah, she was very much the lead in that movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's a huge history of that. So, but. And I know Siskel and Ebert, if they were doing the show, they would penalize that Brendan Gleeson's no. performance for that and say it's not truly a supporting role. I think the other four, you can say it's a supporting role. And Judd Hirsch is kind of an extended cameo almost, but the fact that he's yeah. able to muster that kind of energy at 90, 91 years old, however old he is, I think that... I don't think he's that old. Is, is he? Yeah, he's in his 90s. And, is he? Oh, yeah. geez, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, it was, it was a very thick kind of yiddish accent that he has in that um and so i get your points about that you know who's old that the guy from uh james tolkien i think his name is the guy who was the high, high school principal in back to the future it's like you're a yeah. slacker and he was uh he's like in his late 90s or something i i yeah. think so i think he's still around so i'm gonna go through my points and then we'll do yours i guess because I, I guess i, I Revealed my pick first there. So, again, fairly, fairly spread out here. But um, Brendan Gleeson, I gave him the, the award, um, or my vote, uh, but 13 points. Uh, Ryan Tyree Henry, 12 points. So very close there. 
Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, I gave eight points to. Uh, Barry Keegan for the Banshees of Inish Aaron, I also gave eight points. And uh, Ki Kwa Kwan, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, nine points. Okay. Yeah. So how many would you give Brendan right. Gleason? I'm not radically uh, radically different than that. I gave uh, Brendan Gleason 12. Brian Tyree Henry? 12. And Judd Hirsch? Four. And Barry Keegan? Nine. And Ki Kwa Kwan? 13. It's not a landslide because I, no, I definitely I, appreciate the other performances. Again, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I really think it was a good group. It, you know, um, in a moment here, I'll say uh, a couple others, kind of pipe dream nominees, I guess, for me. But um, yeah, so a lot of it is because, yeah, we were pretty close there, but actually, the based on the points, um, first would be uh, Brendan Gleason, um, followed by, Brian Tyree Henry, and then Ki Kwa Kwan had, had uh, 22. So 25 for Brendan Gleeson, 24 for Brian Tyree Henry, 22 for Ki, Kong, Ki, Ki Kwa Kwan. I'm going to be kicking myself when I'm editing this about how much I'm yeah. pronouncing his name. We'll uh, right. 17 for Barry, Barry Keegan, and then uh, Judd Hirsch with 12. So Brendan Gleeson, Brian Tyree Henry, and Ki Kwa Kwan would be the nominees and we would uh say goodbye to judd hirsch and barry keegan if we were um shedding the nominees down down to three are there in your in your travels that i've taken you on with all these movies uh is there anybody that you would like to have seen in this category who didn't didn't get a nomination geez i really like woody harrelson in triangle of sadness i think that may have been like my my favorite role that i've seen him in Oh really? Okay. I think so. Yeah, I, I I've liked him for years. I mean, I actually, yeah. if I was the only one voting, he'd have two Academy Awards right now. It, he would have won for People versus Larry Flint, and then a few. Oh, years that was ago, good. That was good too. For yeah. uh, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, I actually quite oh, liked his yeah. performance too. So. Who's he in that? He's like a. Was was he like a police officer? Yeah, he was like the head, of the sheriff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's been, I, I forgot that he was in those movies, but yeah, I don't. I just I really enjoyed him. He was utilized well. He, he was um, so funny. It, it it was back to like uh, there's like kind of the seriousness to it, but he was so funny in Triangle Sadness. So that, that's a that's a cool idea. Yeah. How um, about Val Kilmer? How about uh, Val Kilmer in in Top Gun Maverick? Yes, Top Gun I Maverick think could be a case for that. I mean, what a what a brave performance. I mean, that centerpiece yeah. of that film, uh, um, great scene. And I mentioned previously, I, I, I really liked Tom Cruise and thought he could have, could have made the best actor list for, for this year. But um, I had two, but then I remembered one as I, as, as, uh, as we were talking. So it's actually, I, I have three that I would see and I'm, I'm not sure how you feel about the one, but Paul Dano, I think, um, in the Fablemans, I think this is his best performance. I haven't been a big fan of his. He's been in Little Miss Sunshine, and there there will be blood and yeah. lots of things. Everybody for years has said, "What a great actor!" And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm not. This this was the the least I saw him trying. He was forced to not be too weird. He was trying to be kind of weird and charismatic in these other movies, and it, it always felt like I could see him acting. And th this was, I think, his his most natural performance. I, I, I liked him uh, in it. Um, one of my favorite performances of the year was Brad Pitt in Babylon. 
I think that was. Um, okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's uh, and it again, it didn't get many nominations, but I, I think it's among his best work. But he's been so good in so many things. For me, I, you know, funny to be saying like all oh, these poor movie stars with you know millions of dollars who didn't get the nomination this year, like Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. But uh, yeah. I, I, I really liked his performance in that. He did some things I hadn't seen him do before. And the other one is Ben Whitshaw uh, in Women Talking. I thought that was a uh, a tough performance, very emotional, and um, really was kind of the relationship um, with him and Rooney Mara uh, is the heartbeat of that film. And, um, yeah, that, that's one I kind of think it would have been nice to get to um, to get him or, some again, some other actors from that movie uh, uh, in the acting categories. But. But yeah, yeah, good, good group, good competition in this category this year. But I, I think it's, uh, it's it's one man's award to lose there. So yeah, yeah. Ready for a director? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So nominees for best director: Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin, The Daniels or Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar. And Ruben Osland for Triangle of Sadness. And I'll do, I guess I'll do the guessing game again. Who do you think I'd pick? Oh, who do I think you picked? I think you picked the Banshees of Inisherin. Not for this category. No? No, my 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 choice, you're not gonna like my choice probably, but it is Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans. Um I've been every time, and I've said this before about it that People say Spielberg is the greatest of all time. I've never bought that. I've, I've said like he he is one of the great popcorn directors of all time. Um, but I've felt at a distance sometimes with his work. I've enjoyed it, um, and some some of his films I've really loved. But I felt like this is the first movie that he has done where he's allowed himself to be a little bit more open, a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more personal. I know. Again, they didn't call the movie The Spielbergs. I keep saying that, but it was called The Fablemans. I, I, it really, really kind of moved me. But he put all of the best people and all of his technical tricks, but he's not doing a special effect. It's the great special effect of actually taking a family drama and elevating it to something extraordinary. And I, I, I know you disagree on this film, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. And I, I kind of saw it, it, you know, yeah, it was between. Um, it, it was tough. It was tough. I, I think four of these are very close, and you'll see that with my points. Um, but Banshees is a movie that I love, and I like Martin McDonough. I, I think I would split the difference. I'd like to see Martin McDonough win the screenplay award, and Spielberg win the best director award. Um, I, I, okay. I don't know anymore that it's going to happen, particularly with the uh, Directors Guild of America. They're normally pretty accurate with who uh, wins the Oscar for Best Director. And I, I would really like to see Spielberg. And, you know, he is one of the greats. I know he already has two Best Director awards. Only only one of his films is one Best Picture, Schindler's List, obviously. But I, I, I think that this is one where he truly, truly deserves it. And... Uh, Bit of a career capper. I don't know. I know he has some other plans for some different films, a remake of Bullet, and some some different things are coming down the pike. But uh, I think for this time in his life, he 
he made himself a lot more vulnerable than he ever has at any point in his decades long career. So that's my, that's my pitch for Steven Spielberg. Kurt, um, okay. I'm, 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 should I do a guess first? Well, let me decide because I, 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 I do have the, I have the scores, but I'm going to decide. Uh, I think this All is right. a tough one, actually. This is a it's tougher tough category one. than seems. But... All right, I gotta just make a decision. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put up my head, and you have to guess. It's like a, it's like a magic trick. Oh. Um, what's you? What do you oh, think? Uh, I think you're. Picking, movie I, I think you're picking the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. Well, that was I. You know what? It's 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 a it's a tie. <laughs> but I'm not gonna. I am gonna go with one. I'm gonna go with triangle of sadness i did give them both the same score i, I love, love that choice. yeah i, yeah. I, I do like every, I, I do love everything i'm 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 definitely one of the uh everything everything <laughs> if i like this movie so much you think i can remember the name uh whatever it's called i enjoyed it for all it is but i i love triangle of sadness that movie is the white lotus meets lord of the flies now i love lord of the flies stuff i love lord of the flies yeah I love that. There's a movie called um, The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. I love it because it's yeah. it's like a Lord of the Flies thing. That's it. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's great. And uh, I so I love any kind of thing. And so and I didn't know it was going in that 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 direction. I didn't really know where it was headed. And it it's becomes this like this class struggle, like in different ways. And I didn't see the movie on the big screen, but I <laughs> it's kind of ballsy what they do because they actually kind of um induce motion sickness mm -hmm. for the audience <laughs> it wasn't top in the theater i mean yeah i don't think i get motion sickness but I, yeah it's it's uh it's it's there's a lot to it like i said i really enjoyed woody harrelson in it mm -hmm. um yeah there's there's a lot there that i enjoyed i think i i and i enjoyed everything about this movie so yeah and, and yeah that that would be one of one of the four directors that I mean it would be the biggest shock of all time. I, I don't. Yeah, What's the director's name? I should. Ruben Ostland. Okay, um, Ruben Ostland. Yeah, yeah. and it, the the film won. He didn't win best director, but he uh, at Cannes. But uh, the film won the Palme d'Or, and uh, it's okay. It, it it is it is so chaotic. It is so out there, and it's so funny. I mean, I. Yeah, the Banshees of Inisherin is a dark, dark comedy, and I did laugh at that film. But this was there's an, the sequence you're talking about on 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 the cruise ship with the storm and everything, and people vomiting. It is it is just so funny. It is, I mean, I just could not stop laughing during that sequence. Um, and yet to have a comedy that you don't know where it's going to go, and I mean, we, we start off with male models and then we end up on a deserted island, you know? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, and she makes the one guy her, like her manslave. Yes. Spending the night. Do, I was <laughs> Do, Dolly de Leon, um, who I'd said I, I really thought could have could have been in the best supporting actress category. Oh, okay. Uh, just to me gave a, just this great performance and is the star of the third act of the film. But I, I want to go back and see it because... I know that she's in the background of so many different scenes, but we're not much like the passengers on there. We're not paying much attention to these shots of her. And yeah. then she becomes so significant in the third act. It, it, it's, and, it's really clever. And I mean, 
the, the last moment of the film too is, is, is something else. So it, it's very yeah. well written, very original, very well uh, well directed. So, and they never explain whether that guy's the pirate, like the guy on the island. Is he? If I guess if I could watch it again, see if he's because he might be. It seemed like uh, at the end that he may he, he may have I, actually been a pirate. But he knew he knew the tables had turned, and so no, he has to pretend like no, I worked on the yeah. ship. I never, never really explained. You, I worked on the ship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's one of the pirates. <laughs> That's great. Oh, but you know the, the young actress actually passed away. The woman. Yeah, I know. It, um, yeah, yeah. I'd mentioned this was on my top ten list. Triangle sadness. I'd mentioned. I'd mentioned okay. that. I, yeah. I was looking uh, for her in the in memorandum uh, last night. The Screen Actors Guild Awards were on at the time of the, our taping of this, and I was looking to see, right. and I don't think she was on there. She might not have been a member of the. Uh, of uh, the Screen Actors Guild or or Actra, so uh, yeah, a great choice. I I got the sense that you liked it because I saw a post where you were kind of mentioning it as a recommendation to some people, yeah. and I thought, okay, well, uh, there is a chance. But I I also know that I, I think you've uh, you know you've given a, a few awards here to everything, everywhere, all at once as well. So, um, all right, points wise, uh, I guess I I start here. Um, the Banshees of Inisherin, Martin McDonough, I gave 11 points to. The Daniels, I gave seven points. Steven Spielberg, I gave 12 points. Todd Field for Tar, we haven't really talked about him at, at all, um, but 10 points. Uh, and then uh, Ruben Oslin for Triangle Sadness, I, I gave uh, 10 points to. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and I, 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 Tar is a really well-directed film. As well, and then thought-provoking, but it's almost like the direction of it is uh, is similar to Martin McDonough and the Banshees of Inisherin. That on one viewing and on a surface level, you're not going to maybe recognize the brilliance of the direction because it's right. there, there's subtle pieces with multiple viewings on different ways to take it. So I I I, I really want to. I know Todd Field. I'm I'm happy he's he's kind of made the cut and is in in the best director category there, but um, I think, you know, Ruben Osland was the unexpected, exciting fifth nominee. Um, and uh, it was kind of established that Todd Field would be nominated, but he wasn't kind of part of the, perhaps the, the other three nominees, which have been kind of big potential favorites for in, in a lot of, uh, a lot of Oscar categories. But I, I, I think it's coming down to uh, between uh Two, two films for that, but I, I'm curious to see how it goes. If there's going to be a yeah. split with the DGA and, uh, and and the Academy, so. Uh, your points, Martin McDonough. Okay, I also that uh, eleven as well. And the Daniels. Twelve. And Steven Spielberg. I give that a six. Now here's my problem with the Fablemans, if I may say. I don't think right. it. I don't think the components of it added up to um I, I don't think they i don't think they added up to a whole like there's a there's a scene like a like a monkey gets involved mm -hmm. and it's like well why is there a monkey is it because steven spielberg's family actually had a monkey is it supposed to be showing us how you know because is it because there was a monkey in raiders lost ark and there was a lot of just a lot of things in it that just to me didn't add up to the whole mm -hmm. i don't i don't personally think it was a necessary movie. I think he, a lot of his, a lot of his feelings about being a, a divorced 
family and things like that. We've seen that in, in his other work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he felt like he needed to make this movie, and I think he's already kind of expressed these things in better ways. And um, but I did always involved an yeah. alien or uh, you know, but that's okay. Or you know, close encounters of the third kind, or a little bit, a little bit with kind of. Schindler's looking back at his, the historical pieces, all that, but it's never been kind of hitting it directly, you know. Okay. I I, I think his so think one day one day to 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 go to the character of Michelle Williams' character or his his mother. This goes to her character that she was so impulsive that one day she had a monkey in the house, and that's that's what they were living with and having to deal with. And there yeah. are some suggestions that. Um, you could take it a couple ways that, you know, it's mother struggled with mental health. Uh, the other one is very much the theme of the Judd Hirsch section of the film is she was a gifted artist who did not pursue her passion. And when you don't do that, then it's going to come out in these other ways. And, and some of her, her many flaws, which affect the whole family come out because She's uh, this artist who never got to realize her artistry. And that could happen to this young man if he doesn't pursue this passion to make films. That's my argument yeah. that that particular section and, uh, and a big theme with the film. So, um, but I understand it's, it's not for, it's not for everyone, you know. Um, Todd Field for Tar. Fine. I am an admirer of that movie as, as well. Yeah, we, we, you, you had discussed that, yeah. And then Ruben Oslin. Yeah. 12. Yeah, so you did a good job of, of spreading your points out. This is this is so ridiculous. This is the most even we've, we've, we've been with any category, probably in the two years you've been doing this year. So okay. um, we, we, we would indeed have a tie. Wow. The tie would be Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inisherin and Ruben Oslin for Triangle Sadness with 22 points. Then uh, a tie for the next spot with the Daniels and Todd Field with 19. Spielberg gets fifth with 18. Hmm. So Spielberg would be off, would be shed from the nominees list. He's humbled. And, and because there was a tie in here, I guess uh, we would have four nominees. I don't think we, 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 we could yeah. break it down with a vote or something like this. Um, but I'm guessing probably I'd go for uh, Todd Field for Tar and you would go for the Daniels, right? And so it would be split again. So I think we okay. would end up with four nominees. So Steven Spielberg, my vote, <laughs> it's like you with Jamie Lee Curtis for the, the last one, um, would be shed from the list of nominees. And we would have four Best Director nominees. Martin McDonough, the Daniels, Todd Field, and Ruben Osland. Well, if Mr. Mr. Spielberg is listening to this and he feels bad, I will say Raiders of the Lost Ark is a great movie. So. Among others. You- Maybe that's the only one of his you like. I don't. No, I don't no. Know. Yeah, I like. No, there's many of his movies that I like, but, but that that one's and that, yeah, that well, that all the choice. Indiana yeah. Jones and Last Crusade. Um, another another good one. Yeah, lots of good ones. Lots of good ones, especially Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, those are good. There's List, Color Purple, with like the serious stuff. Uh, I think I even like Munich. Um, yeah, that's that's a solid movie. That one. Um, I I have actually because I I I think we I mean we had the ten nominees for best picture we're about to talk about but I think best director was tough I think there could have been an argument for maybe ten nominees 
in the best director category. And certainly there, there was a bit of a thing about there's no female directors. I'm going to mention two, but I, I think for one of them, it would have been a long shot. The other one, I, I, I think there was an argument, but maybe not enough people saw the film as a, a director's film. I, I don't know, but I, I, I just picked five, but there are kind of, I'd say three of these I'm, I'm a bit more passionate about than the other two. To me, Sarah Pauly, Women Talking, I think she should have been uh, one of the five nominees. I, um, it is a, it's a very serious, troubling film, but it's also it's very heavy on dialogue, but it's always exciting. And the cinematography is great. And it is, um, I, I, I really, I, I really love that film. And, and, and she's just grown so much as being a child actor in Canada to where she is now as an Academy Award nominated screenwriter. Uh, this is the second nomination she's had for screenwriting, but I also think she's a heck of a good director. Um, the other one, a bit of a longer shot, but I, I'm a big fan of, um, of After Sun and Charlotte Wells does a beautiful job of directing it. It's similar to the, in the closer in the vein of uh, Todd Field's nomination or, or Martin McDonough, where it's a film you need to watch more than once to kind of get a full understanding of, of what she's doing. It's a tricky kind of show don't tell balance. And I, I, it was a first film too, and it was a heck of a debut. Um, also Park Chan-wook uh, for Decision to Leave, um, this wonderful Korean film noir slash romance film uh, that uh, um, was just a, a, an exciting film that I saw it probably would be my kind of, for lack of a better term, foreign language film or international film vote. It didn't get an Oscar nomination. It was in a lot of the pre precursor awards. Uh, just a master filmmaker. Uh, it was behind um, the movie Old Boy, if you know the, if you've heard of that. Okay well and um the other ones i i think you can make an argument uh we'll be talking about it in a moment here for mr james cameron the movie avatar it moves um even though it is three and a half hours i didn't feel the running time unlike the black panther sequel uh which i i, I had a lot of trouble uh getting through that one and for this one i there's some, some things which are improvement, as in he's playing a little bit more to his strengths, the the special effects and telling the story, and he doesn't spend a lot of time on the screen writing and huge dialogue scenes because that is really not his strength. But he is a visionary director. Now he knows he is, and he's got an ego as big as all get out. So that's why I, I hesitate a little bit with that. But I think you know he could have been considered for sure. Uh, they also the really difficult task Joseph Kosinski had of stepping into Tony Scott's shoes with uh, Top Gun Maverick. I thought that was a very well-directed film and so much of it was in those fighter jets and in the air. And it, um, I, I watched it again the other night and it is, I, I really, really like that movie and it has this, this great energy, but you're, you're stepping into the shoes of an eighties classic. And I think, very much so topped the original. I think it's a much better film, um, but it wasn't disrespectful to the original director. And I, I think he, he did quite a good job. I mean, I mean, it's to, to elevate an action movie that much. So, so those are five other thoughts I have, but, uh, and maybe one of them actually had a realistic chance, maybe two of them had a realistic chance of cracking the list there. So were there any other directors that you thought maybe could have, Oh, I don't think so. I mean, hmm. 
all quiet on the Western Front. Who I don't know who who directed Ber Berger. I think it's Edward Berger. But they or certainly did a good good job on that. Good job, Berger. He's 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 my outside pick. Yes, that was. Uh, I mean, I wasn't on the set, but it seemed like it was well directed. Yeah, Edward Ber uh, Berger. Berger, I guess. I don't think it's Berger. It's Berger. Berger maybe. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, I I, I understand that. I had half a yeah. thought on that because it is a, a director's film, but we'll get to my thoughts on that one in a moment here. So. Okay. Yeah. Ready to tackle uh, the big one, best picture? Yeah, and I, th I, I, I think I've made my decision. Okay, he's giving yeah. you some time to think about this one. So, nominees are, as we mentioned, All Quiet on the Western Front. Ich werde nicht kapitulieren. Meine Mutter wollte nicht, dass ich in Krieg ziehe. Ich wollte ihnen zeigen, dass ich das kann. Ach, Paul. Ja, meine Hose kommen. Ich vermisse meine Kameraden! Schließen wir Frieden. Ich habe Angst vor dem, was kommt. Wo muss sie jetzt tapfer sein? Für die, die es nicht geschafft haben. Für uns alle. Avatar, The Way of Water. Feel her. I hear her heartbeat. 
She's so close. So what does her heartbeat sound like? Let you bring your war here. Outcast. That's all they see. I see you. The way of water connects all things. Before your birth. And after your death. This is our home! I need you with me, and I need you to be strong. She's of Inisharan. Callum Sonny Larry. Didn't you and he used to be the best of friends? We're still the best of friends. No, you're not. Who says we're not? Sit somewhere else. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. When you didn't do anything to me. I just don't like you no more. You liked me yesterday. Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? What the hell's going on with you, me feckin' brother? He's dull, Siobhan. But he's always been dull. The other night, two hours, you spent talking to me about the things you found in your little donkey shite that day. Well, it wasn't me little donkey shite. It was me pony shite, which shows how much you were listening. If you don't stop talking to me... Colin! And if you don't stop bothering me, I have a set of shears at home. And each time you bother me from this day on, I'll take those shears and I'll take one of my fingers off with them and I'll give that finger to you until I have no fingers left. Does this make things clearer to you? Not really, no. Starting from now. But shush like, Polly. You know, shush like. Yeah, I'd shush like. Would you not want him to have to do the one finger to see if he was bluffing like? No, we wouldn't. Because worse goes to worse, he can still play the fiddle with four fingers, I bet ya. Going back to your own gang now, Polly. And talking to me, are ya? Why aren't you talking to Polly no more? That wouldn't be a sin now, would it, Father? No, but it's not very nice either, is it? Do you know who we remember for how nice they was in the 17th century? Who? Absolutely no one. Yet we all remember the music of the time. Everyone to a man knows Mozart's name. I don't, so there goes that theory. Can't be waiting around for any more of this madness. Let's just call it quits. We won't call it quits. We'll call it the start.
Elvis. From Baz Luhrmann, the director who reimagined Shakespeare, reinvented the musical, and redefined a classic, comes a bold new vision of an American icon. But this ain't no nostalgia show. We're gonna do something different. Comic book heroes all find their superpowers. Elvis found music. Uh, bring that bass up, Jerry. I wish to promote you, Mr. Presley. I believe I can be great. But up but up Some people wanted to put me in jail. So Wells moving. Don't so much as wiggle a finger. I'm gonna show you what the real Elvis is about tonight. In that moment, Elvis, the man, was sacrificed. Elvis the God was born. I would do anything to make sure my mom and daddy never have to live in poverty ever again. You know, I think if you dream it, you'll do it. You do? Yeah. Colonel, you put an end to your boy's animal behavior, or we will. A lot of people saying a lot of things. But in the end, you gotta listen to yourself. You bled me dry and you still want more? I am a promoter. That is what I do. What you see is God-given, so there can't be nothing wrong with it. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready to fly. Everything, everywhere, all at once. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. What's happening? Everyone, I'm not your husband. I'm another version of I'm from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. I have no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all of their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you may be your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. It's really good. Time is waiting in the wings. The universe. He speaks of senseless things. Is so much bigger. You and me. Than you realize. Of all the places.
places I could be. I just want to be here with you. Remember our mission concerning the fate of every single world of our infinite multiverse. There is no way I am the Evelyn you are looking for. Every rejection, every disappointment has led you here to this moment. forget Sammy the lights change how everything looks it's hard to find our house ours is the dark house with no lights In this family, it's the scientists versus the artists. Sammy's on my team, takes after me. What kind of movie are we gonna make? You dismiss what he does, it's playful or imaginative. You could afford to be a little encouraging. She should have been a concert piano player. What she got in her heart is what you got. You can't just love something, you also have to take care of it. It's more important than your hobby. Can you stop calling it a hobby? Mom got a monkey! Why'd you get a monkey? Because I needed a laugh. Always have to be the center of attention. Stop shouting at her! That has been nothing but disrespect from you! I'm your mother! Family, art, it'll tear you in two. You stop making movies, it'll break your mother's heart. I don't know what to do anymore. You do what your heart says you have to. What was your favorite part? Tar. Time is the thing. Time is the essential piece of interpretation. You cannot start without me. I start the clock. Unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means time stops. The reality is that it's not until I once again decide to raise that hand that time is allowed to continue marching along her very merry way. 
Top Gun Maverick. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they gonna get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. And we're off. Here we go. In three, two, one. We're going into combat on a level no living pilot's ever seen. Not even him. You think up there you're dead. Believe me. My dad believed in you. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Someone's not coming back from this. Those are your pilots. Anything happens to them. You will never forgive yourself. No turning back now. Having any fun yet? Triangle of Sadness. So, is this runway casting for a grumpy brand or a smiley brand? So it's a grumpy brand, yeah. Congratulations! Show me that Balenciaga look. Suddenly I'm dressed in something way less expensive. It's H&M, yay! Balenciaga, and H&M, Balenciaga, and H&M! You looks paid for the tickets, not bad, huh? <laughs> so what do you do? I sell shit. The success of a luxury cruise mainly depends on you. I don't want to hear anybody saying no. Always. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I command you, enjoy the moment. No. No? No. <laughs> what? You say no to me? No, no. Oh, so it's yes. Uh, yeah, no. Yes? Going in. Yes! <laughs> the sails. Do you think it's possible to wash them? I don't think that's possible, ma'am, because this is a motorized vessel. Yeah. So we don't have any sails. It was sails. Yes. Well then, in that case, we will clean the sails. Yes. Of course. Yes. When the world needs love, this love 
love. A Russian capitalist and an American communist. On a $250 million luxury yacht. Under. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just the snow, but for everyone. This is really bad. This is really, really bad. women talking. talk about our bodies. We were given two days to forgive the attackers before they returned. We hardly knew how to read or to write, but that day, we learned how to vote. Do nothing. Stay and fight. Wait. Leave. If we do not forgive these men, we forfeit our place in heaven. Surely there must be something worth living for in this life, not only the next. We know that we've not imagined these attacks. We know that we are bruised and infected and pregnant and some of us are dead. We cannot forgive because we are forced to. Who are you? Who are any of you? pretend I have had a choice. We know that we must protect our children. I will become a murderer if I stay. We are not all murderers. Not yet. Men have taught the lesson of power to the boys. And they have been excellent students. But they are children. And they can be taught. Have we made a decision? Our choice will be your future. It's only right that you start this one. What would be your, your, your vote? Well, once I say it, there's no turning back. I'm going to give it to Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Nice. I'm nice. giving it to I, Top I Gun Maverick. I did not see it coming, but... My, oh, I should my, let you guess. You probably yeah. would have guessed because I've been really hot on everything, everywhere, all at once, and and I, I actually gave that a little bit of a higher score, uh, if that makes any sense. But because <laughs> I do, I, I I do love that movie. I'm I'm all in on that movie. But I did see Top Gun Maverick last week. Um, I've seen all these movies, of course, and 
It was just just like what you were explaining. I think that that movie had the trickiest thing to pull off, and these a lot of these movies had very tricky things to pull off. But this movie, Top Gun Maverick, was the most successful at that at its job. You know, <laughs> it was a. I mean, as you as you just said, it, it kind of elevated you know, it elevated itself from the first one. I mean, it's a sequel to a movie that's over thirty years old. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it just really works on every level. And I love the Val Kilmer scene. I think yes. that oh, I love that I love that uh, Val Kilmer's Iceman. Iceman was Maverick's wingman through his whole life. <laughs> now, I like that. how could you not? Yeah, I mean, I have to give it up for that. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Besides the comparison to an '80s classic, which I'm not that big, I'm not a huge fan. I, I'm of not Top either. Gun. No, no, no. I'm not even sure my thumb is up on Top Gun. I think we're probably yeah. similar in that way. But, but no doubt, Tony Scott was a great action director. Yeah. Some people say a great director as well. I, I'm a little bit more of a Ridley guy than a Tony guy, but every intention for he was going to be directing this film, and then he dies. Right. Tom Cruise took on even more of this and really like ambitious plans for this, this film. And then they, they get it all shot and it's supposed to be out in 2020 and what happens to the world and what happens to the film industry. And it gets delayed at least two years from its release date. I kept seeing at different posters with different dates that it was supposed to uh, be released. And so then it's, it shows up as kind of the first weekend of the summer last year. And I just had this idea, well, I just want to see this in theaters. And I, I mean, worst case, it's another Tom Cruise action movie and it's it's fine. It's not going to hurt the world or whatever. And then I, I was just blown away by it. Just absolutely, it, it spent the better part of this year as my favorite movie of the year. I mean, there could have been another, it, this is, spoilers, this is not getting my vote for best picture, but it ended up number four on my top 10 list and it spent much of the year number one. And I, for a while there, I was wondering if I was going to see a better movie than this and have a better experience. I think there's, there's some familiar action notes and, and homages and that kind of thing to the original that maybe are predictable in a way, but the feeling of it, like at the end, you feel good. I mean, so many depressing movies that we're talking about. This is, this is one where, I just you're rooting for it. You're like you're really rooting for it. Yeah. You're rooting it, yeah, the whole I just way. walked out of there. I just felt great about the blockbuster movie and the studio system. And it feels like years since I felt that way. I've 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 gone to independent cinemas and television to be moved. And the fact that this this action movie, which had everything against it, was able to do this. I mean, it, I, I really admire your choice. I I I'm, I really love that you picked. Top Gun Maverick. So, uh, yeah, okay. I, I, well, I was thinking you're, you're probably going to go everything everywhere all at once, kind of going into uh, this this show. But, uh, yeah. It's I, likely going to win. I, I think the Maverick character, when you think about the Maverick character, too, in this movie, he's older, mm-hmm. but he's young. He's an yeah. underdog, but he's an overachiever. Yes. You know? And all those things were happening at once w- without really hammering it home, and, if that makes any sense. And, and, and I think they, they just took... Because he wasn't, to me, much of a character in the, the first one. He's this hotshot, arrogant pilot, and he has some things which bring him down to earth, but then he's really kind of fighting towards the end, and he becomes the hero, rah, rah, rah. This one, he actually had some serious stakes that he was, with, with the situation he's in and the responsibility 
for these young people. And he had changed over the years and particularly processing what had happened to, to Anthony Edwards in the first one and then having his son there. I mean, and I, I just felt like it was a more mature performance and a greater arc and more of a challenge. And I just think it's, it's one of probably Tom Cruise's best performance in uh, 20 years or so. But it's, he, he, he's good. It's well-produced. It's entertaining. And I, I would encourage everybody to, to see it unless you really don't like, I guess, those action movies. Or But it, it, to me, it's, it's more than an action movie and more than a summer popcorn. It really up the game for the next few years for uh right. it's good for paramount i mean Par this is a big win for paramount pictures and i think they're going to win in several tech categories at least i hope they do you know i hope they get a few oscars just to be rewarded for for this weird things not nominated for cinematography nominated for adapted screenplay such a well photographed film and adapted screenplay so it's considered adapted screenplay because the characters were created in the first movie Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. it might not win when we add everything up because I was just looking. Everything's really evened out. I have it in the scores. I have it kind of tied with things because there are other movies here. Like I said, I love Triangle of Sadness. But if I give my real pick, that's my pick. So yeah, my pick doesn't necessarily have more. More maybe maybe that's what, that's what it's supposed to do. My pick doesn't necessarily have the highest mm -hmm. score or it's tied with other things. But and this one we're trying to get it down to the traditional five. Okay. So five of them are being shed, but we're going to keep five nominees. My pick, again, if you listen to my top 10 show or been listening to these episodes, you can probably figure it out. It's the Banshees of Inish Aaron. Okay. This was close call for me over the Fablemans, but I was pretty happy with this list of 10. Of the list of 10, six of the nominees came from my top 10 list. So... There are six movies in here that I absolutely love, and then there are four others that I think are very good. I don't, I don't think there's a bad nominee in here. Just some that had more, more impact to me than than others. Should we do points? Okay. So start with you. Uh, let's let's go with uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Twelve. Avatar: The Way of Water. Eleven. Oh, and I and I didn't I didn't want to watch Avatar. I watched it for the show. And I know. I, did I know. You it. really didn't. I did enjoy it. That, that's good. I was yeah. nervous because I don't like forcing people to watch stuff that they really don't like, even though that happened. I guess with a couple of these. Banshees of Inish Aaron. Yeah, it was worth it. Uh, I give that 11. Elvis. Elvis, I gave 11 as well. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Like a 13. The Fablemans. Like three. Ooh. Well, it wasn't zero like some of the ones. Yeah, you I gave Jamie Lee Curtis zero. Uh, um, 10. Top Gun Maverick. 12. In Triangle of Sadness. 12 as well. And Women Talking. Five. Ooh. Well. Ooh. Okay, right. wait a minute now. Yeah. Well, let, let's... Okay, I'll, I'll give my points, and then maybe we'll, we'll we'll talk about each of these because we're in different places with a lot of these movies. So, and we'll call it men talking. <laughs> All quiet on the Western Front. Five points. Avatar: The Way of Water. Six points. The Banshees of Inish Aaron. My my pick. I gave fifteen points to. Elvis gave five points. Everything Everywhere All at Once, eight points. The Fablemans, 14 points. Tar, 11. Top Gun Maverick, 12. Triangle of Sadness, 11. And Women Talking, 13. Just to summarize, the Banshees of Inish Aaron would have 26 points, followed by Top Gun Maverick with 24. Triangle of Sadness with 23. Everything Everywhere All at Once and Tar are tied with 21 points. Followed by Women Talking, which would not make the cut for the nominees with 18 points. Then we have three films that are tied with 17 points. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, and The Fablemans. And at the very bottom with 16 points would be Elvis. Talk to me about, first of all, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, well, I did. We're in different places on that one, points-wise, at least. Yeah. I, I like the movie. I liked how the, you know, the main character, how they 
they um he and his friends they they go into the military not kind of laughing it off thinking it's going to be a big joke and there's there's the arc of that one character throughout throughout the whole thing i thought that that worked worked well i have seen the original i don't i don't remember it i had because i know that that one best picture years ago original movie um yeah i mean i thought a lot i i thought it was i thought a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the war scenes and it's it's a little bit of a gruesome movie to watch you know i thought it was i thought it was well made i, I mean it looks good it's it's well done my, my issue with it like how necessary was this film i mean it, there there have been multiple versions of all quiet on the western front so there wasn't anything in it to me that was the least bit surprising the cinematography is is good it really surprised me that it kind of came out of nowhere it really was it was kind of in a the like the foreign language film precursor awards but that was it and and suddenly i i for because early on i thought oh well this looks like a movie that the academy is really gonna gravitate towards and they gave it a ton of nominations and maybe it's just the older members of the academy like this story and like revisiting the story again but i I just was looking for something about this one that was um, other than the fact that the technology is caught up and they can do more things with the battle sequences than they could do before. Yeah, it just it just kind of sat there for me. It was a kind of towards the bottom, I think, and it probably would be tenth for me on, on on this list. Avatar: Way of Water. I, you know, I, I've said nice things about it. I just don't think it's that other than the technological advances that important to film in the best picture category but it is entertaining and i'm glad that you uh enjoyed it yeah i mean visually it's very it says beautiful movie yeah and it really gets away again he, he spent a lot more time on you know he still has his voiceover narration which he loves but he was establishing in the first one a lot of these scenes that i loved it when i first saw it the, the first one and then i revisited it to review on the show and i was just like yeah I, I don't know why why i i, I liked it because the screenplay was so that I still admired the look and the special effects. He really gets yeah. away from characters talking to each other other than limited information and really focuses on the visuals. And I think that was a smart decision. Banshees of Inisherin. I think we both like this movie. I think I like it more than you do, though. Okay. I did like it. It's one of the earlier movies I watched. Yeah, I did like it, but there were some others on here that I liked more. Elvis, you gave 11 points. I gave 5 points. And... And I, I think I talked about it a little bit. I, I think that the two things that I don't think were an issue for you were the first 20 minutes or so was just complete chaos, as it often is in a Baz Luhrmann film. And it was just so... Yeah. I, I thought so I was watching a really bad movie. And then it settled down, and then it turned into, you know, it, he was still doing a lot of crazy stuff, but it kind of settled into the Elvis story. And then that, that great performance kind of kept me going throughout but, Oh, Tom Hanks, you know, um, I know you, you didn't mind Tom Hanks, but every time he came on with that voice, it, it just took me completely out of the film. And so as far as a whole film, I, you know, I, I get why it's, it's getting all kinds of uh, nominations and made all the way to Best Picture. But I think we had just an amazing uh, performance of Elvis here, and then the rest of it is fine. But I, I, I saw a lot better. I'd take it over All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, okay. It's towards the bottom of the pile for me. Everything, everywhere, all at once. As I said, my issue, I give it eight points, which is kind of in the middle. I really want to get it and love it as much as everybody else in the world seems to. And I'm going to watch it again, yeah. and I promise you. And I will I will laser in on Jamie Lee Curtis because you know she won this this SAG award for best supporting actress last night and and she was your pick there so I yep. um, vindicated <laughs> yeah and 
I, I kind of get, I feel like that category for whatever reason this year is going to be a, maybe I'm being dismissive of the performance, but it's a career Oscar. That's either going to go to the career of Angela Bassett or the career of Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis may now have an advantage because everything everywhere all at once is the most nominated film. And uh, Black Panther only has a few nominations and its biggest nominee is, is Angela Bassett other than so I, it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be close there. You, you know where my, my heart is in that category is not with either of them, but uh, anyway, all, all that to say it's, it's an interesting film, but I, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. And I, I like, I mean, I like films like natural born killers and like these wild ride films, but I, I, I get to a point with this movie where I'm just like, okay, let's, let's finish it up. And this is a short film. Again, this is kind of an average length film in, in this list. This isn't one of the three hour ones, but it takes a lot out of you. And I, I saw it in theaters. I had that full experience and I've watched it at home since. And so I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm not completely with the rest of the world in this one yet. Fablemans we've talked about. I mean, we I've I've stated my case. You've stated your case on that one. But I, Tar, is a, I, it's one I feel like, I put it as number nine on my top 10 list. I feel like it over the years as I revisit it and think about it more, it might climb up more. And obviously I... I highlighted Kate uh, Blanchett uh, in the previous show, um, but I think it's a it's a beautifully complex screenplay and and directing job by Todd Field. Top Gun Maverick. I think we spend a lot of time on this just now. Triangle of Sadness, and I think we both okay. admire that movie quite a bit. Women talking. This is where we have to have a a men talking <laughs> conversation because you you gave it five points. I gave it thirteen. It was number three for me on my top ten list. I oh, was it. Okay. It's a movie that made me think. It was haunting. It was beautifully acted, well written, well directed. Tough subject matter. It's not a happy movie. It's not you're like there's a little bit of hope at the end, but it's not like Top Gun Maverick where you're you know feeling that the world is a great place at the end of it. Yeah. But I no, think it's, it's, like an Maverick. it's an important story. And it, I think it's yeah. relating to a greater issue in the world where people are just disagreeing with each other and are not willing to to vote and compromise and figure out solutions to problems that they face. And I think that's yeah, that's that's what's being done. I, I've never read the novel, but I, from the film, it, it it worked it worked well for me. And so I'm happy it made the the cut for best picture. I think it probably could have been in more categories than it was nominated in, but. That's my, my spiel on Yeah, me. this was an earlier movie I watched. Um, I guess this movie feels like it, it comes from the era of the, from a couple of years ago. It's hard to believe that, it, that a couple of years ago was a whole other era, but it was. Where it kind of comes out of like the Me Too movement and like immigration and things like that. And whereas I don't know if I want to see a movie like that post like in our post-COVID mm -hmm. era. Like, I already lived through, we kind of lived through that in a way. I mean, I don't know. I, I know the movie, you know, those the, those issues still still resonate, but it's just there were there were a lot of movies that were just hard to watch, had a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of it that was, that was hard to watch. Mm -hmm. And like I said, maybe I'm being unfair because that was one of the early ones I've seen. I was also kind of concerned about where are they going? Because... Yeah, at the end, and I thought, like, what survival skills do they have? I hate. To, I, I don't. I feel like as a man, I don't have a space to criticize this movie. But it's not a good message to have no plan. You know, they just like they're like where because what happens a lot of times, as I've seen this happen, is where people leave a bad situation. They have no plan, and they might get away. You know, what what usually ends up happening is they 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 end up back in the situation they were in. It's even worse. So. 
like watching the movie, it's like, where do you see? That's what I'm saying. The immigration it reminds me of like the caravan and all the you know that that kind of stuff that was in the news. I I I would assume they were trying to parallel that. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I, I guess it wasn't. thought at the end that how, how are they how are they going to do this? I think they can't read, can't write, but these are still very intelligent people. And but they weren't going anywhere, right? They were just leaving their town, headed for. Well, they're going to uh, probably a city a city near nearby where they can kind of get away and and maybe report and make sure that that these men are far away from them and kind of say this is what we what has happened to us and then okay the thought is for the young it's narrated by one of the the younger kids and the idea is that oh i i was able to have a future because of this decision and a sacrifice made by all of these women in this. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I, I, I think it's they're, they're thinking of their children, and they're seeing their these young young boys who've been taught this message for generations. Uh, they need to get away from yeah. this. They need to break this cycle, and they're seeing these young girls who are going to be the next ones abused if if something isn't done. And it's okay. either it's either the Jesse Buckley character's point of view that we need to fight them and we need to weaponize to stop this, or we need to leave situation completely that, that's kind of my take on it but I, I understand what you're saying so it's not an easy movie or a pleasant movie to sit through i i would acknowledge that it's you know you, you feel better watching avatar you feel better watching top gun um, i'm sure there's skill there and maybe it's an unfair i'm not going to like defend this to the I, I i guess that's just the place i was at when i was when i was when i was uh watching the movie i think it's fair to give it a high 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 rating as well and hearing you explain it because gives me a little bit more of an understanding of it so and that's just yeah. my read on it i mean i'm yeah well know, it's yeah i, I mean Sarah emails at the end of every show so i'm sure I, i'll have a, a direct answer from her but but other okay. than that you know i think Wasn't she she was she in the sweet hair after is that the movie yes. she was in years ago yeah, yeah that was good. she was quite young in that yeah yeah that was good um movie. she was part of a you've probably heard of um anna green gables yes yeah and so there was this TV show on uh, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, CBC, called uh, Road to Avonlea. And she was a child actor in that. And then okay. she started to um, do these films with kind of prominent Canadian directors like Adam McGoyan. And I think she did some work with Cronenberg. And then and, and she, she she did a few American movies here and there. And then okay. she, uh, she did a documentary about her life. She wrote and directed Away From Her with Julie Christie and Gordon Pinsant, who a Canadian actor who just died at 92 years of age. Uh, and that was her first Oscar nomination. This was an ensemble like I've never seen her be able to kind of work with as a director and very impressed. This is to me her best her best film and one of the best things that she's been part of. But I'm, I'm a big fan of The Sweet Hereafter that she acted in is, is part of that too. But uh, yeah, I, I just feel like there's, I'm excited to see what where it goes from here with her career as a filmmaker. She doesn't do as much acting anymore. She's she's concentrated more on behind the scenes. But anyway, I, I really appreciate this. Last thing before I do my plugs at the end here, but is there something, I'm, I'm guessing you might have a chance to watch the Academy Awards ceremony. You might have felt like you've sat through it all, over and over by watching these movies. But if you're watching it, is there something that you would be excited to see? Oh, like, is there is there something I would be excited if I saw something win? Win or, 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 or something something in the ceremony that would... Uh... Oh, some exciting thing. Yeah. Jeez, uh, let's see. I don't know. If, I, I think... <clears throat> I sort of have an idea who's going to win. You know, we can kind of see that 
based on the awards, the other awards that have been leading up to this. What would I like to see happen? I don't know. I know that Jimmy Kimmel is the host. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if there's anything I'm, uh, hopefully it'll be, hopefully it'll be entertaining to watch because sometimes yeah. it's very dry yeah. unless some, something unexpected happens. Which has happened in the yeah, years, the sure. last couple of years. Yeah. I thought what they should have done was have Will Smith and Chris Rock host, host together. Yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm excited to see next month is um chris rock's netflix comedy special comes out where he addresses this issue so i i, I don't know oh, He's, okay. lots of people thought that chris rock should present best actress um because it's normally the winner from the previous year who oh, would, okay yeah you know, I, I don't, he was offered the hosting job too and he said no i don't think he wants to be anywhere near near the event no. yeah I, I i think like some of the probable winners. I don't think it's all determined, and there are surprises like Anthony Hopkins a few years ago, which I was just thrilled with because I was a big fan of him and the father. Yeah, um, it was good. Enough. I guess not not expecting it to happen, but if Carrie Condon won for the Banshees of Inisherin, or if the Banshees of Inisherin won any award, I would be really happy about it. But Carrie Condon, I think for a while I thought Colin Farrell had a good shot, but I don't think so anymore. I would be really excited to see her win. But I am I am kind of looking forward to that key Kwa Kwan. Every time he gives an acceptance speech, yeah. you just feel better about the world. So he's not my vote in the category, but he just seems like such a great guy, and I'm I'm happy for him that he's been given. This I think moment. that's yeah. I think I think that as well. I I, I want to hear his speech and see how excited he is. You know, it's, yeah. it's uh, infectious. And for me, we're in different places on this one, but I, I would be excited to see Spielberg get his, his due. I think we're in a time now where guys like Scorsese. You know, has won only once uh, for yeah. The Departed. He has a movie coming out this year. I'd like to see these guys get recognized one more time before we're not, we've lost them and we're kind of thinking like, oh, okay, well, that was the greatest uh, director in the history of cinema. Oh, yeah, we, we gave him an award once or we gave him an yeah. award twice. You know, I, I, I think these are master filmmakers. And year to year, we have we have like the Daniels and we have Chloe Zhao and we 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 have these different um, filmmakers come out with these extraordinary projects. And there's nothing wrong with them being acknowledged, but the ones who consistently year after year after year, project after project, create interesting cinema. I, I think you know always based on the the project. For me, Fableman's works really well, and I think it's an important career capper for Spielberg. I would be happy to see him win something. I. I Again, I don't. I don't know if the Academy is going to be going in a more traditional direction. They've kind of. I think they picked a really traditional film last year. Nothing wrong with Coda, but it was very traditional. Sometimes they will do that, and against a movie that maybe <clears throat> is a, a little bit more of a, a favorite, if they're not, if not sure. So yeah. I still think there's some some categories where there could be some surprises, and I I don't mind the surprises, even if it results in somebody that I am cheering for not winning just to make the evening more interesting anyway i appreciate this and you know i'll give you i'll give you some time before i call on you again because this was a lot you'll always be welcome on the show if you want to do a kind of a more traditional episode next time that's that's yeah. fine but i appreciate that yeah, and just, just before we go yeah. lifetime of hallmark how are things going with that good good we have a well this uh Oscar season. We're taking a little bit of a little bit of break because uh, the members of the show are different people are traveling, but we have well over a hundred episodes, I think. So go back and listen to more shows. We'll we'll have we'll be we'll be recording a new episode soon. So please tune into that. 
Tune into Rank and Review as well, Film Feast, and Schlock and Awe. And uh, I would hopefully uh, people will tune in and <clears throat> enjoy the uh, Oscars on March the 12th. And I, I hope people keep watching and supporting the movies, whether you like the Oscar bait movies or you prefer watching something else. Just watching movies and supporting the movies and keeping that industry alive is very important. So until next time. Until next time.